Hello and welcome back to United United. This is episode 42. It's match day 29 of the Premier League that we'll be covering and other stuff. Um, it's me, Jem, here and Dave is with me. Hello, Dave. Hi, Jem. How are you? You all right? I'm pretty well, yeah, all things considered. Good, good. Um, so, Dave, before we get into this, mm-hmm. we're not alone today. No. We... We have a special guest with us, um, not just a special guest, it's more than that, and I think it just shows how far the podcast has come, um, you know, the calibre of this guest that we've got with us. Uh, I'd like to introduce um, Paul Shaw, MBE, um, the head coach of a gold medal winning team that we do not like to talk about at all. No, we don't. Dave, we, we don't. Know, we, Definitely not. We don't, like to talk, we don't like to talk about the fact that we're part of the gold medal winning team. <laughs> no, we do not. We don't and, mention that. You know, we call this guy Tez, and that's the way that we're going to get through this podcast. We'll, mm-hmm. we'll keep referring to Tez. So, Tez, hello. Hey, Jim. Hey, Dave. How are you? I'm very good. Um, one thing just to mention, I know you said MBE. Is it MBE or MEB? Um uh, so there's a bit of confusion about that. I think, is it Midlands Electricity Board or member of the British Empire? <laughs> I don't know if you can clear that up, Tez. Well, my auntie, who's 90 years old, um, after winning the medal that you don't like to talk about, mm. um, she calls me Paul M.E.B. So <laughs> um, that's how that's come about. So I'm sure that's going to stick there with all the, uh, all the thousands of listeners that you've got. <laughs> and I'd just like to... Um, Say what a privilege it is for me to be here today. So thank you very much for asking. Oh, yep. well, there, it's a privilege for us, Tess. Um, you know, I, I know you've had some fantastic achievements in your, uh, your career so far, and I'm sure this is right up there being on United United. So congratulations and welcome. Yeah, it is a privilege for us, but it's definitely a privilege for you as well, Tess. That's... Absolutely. So thank <laughs> you very much. So just to let you all know, Tez is a big United fan, like myself. Man United fan, not the other lot. Um, so Tez will be Tez will be talking about his. Well, he'll be sharing his thoughts about Manchester United and and where we are this this season, and obviously the games that we'll be uh, covering. So, I guess let's just crack on. Let's let's get straight into it, guys. Um, so, Man United versus Spurs was uh, the recent game. And that meant there's basically there's three Manchester United fans here because Man United were playing Spurs. And as we all know, Dave's second team uh, is Manchester United this week. So yep. I'm just gonna crack I'm just gonna crack on and say Ronaldo is the GOAT. Um, <laughs> there's there's no doubt in that. He is the best player ever. He's now the all time leading goal scorer in, in you know in recorded records and that sort of thing. I say recorded records. Um, FIFA, you know, there's all this rubbish about Pele scoring against Farmers in Brazil, but that, that doesn't really count, does it? So, Ronaldo's the GOAT. Um, you know what? I'm going to say this. Fred, I think he did really well going forward in this game. Um, defensively, like the rest of them, they were all over the place, but I thought he was, he was great. Um, you know, Tom Brady was in the crowd. And he witnessed a masterclass from from the team and Ronaldo, especially. And two hours after Ronaldo had scored this hat-trick, he decided to come out of retirement 
and come back to NFL. So I think that says a lot about Ronaldo. And just to finish off my thoughts, you know, I thought Ralph Ranić, his his comments after the game were fantastic. And I'll tell you what, I love the guy. I absolutely love the guy. He speaks the truth. Um, I think people are giving him stick. He doesn't deserve. He can see the problems. I can see his whole demeanour has changed since he's come into the club. And I'm really proud that we've got a manager right now that that speaks the truth. So, well done, Ralph Ranić. Um, that's that's all I've got to say, really. I mean, brilliant result, three two. I can't, I can't can't fault the guys. Your 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 consistency is in your inconsistency, Jim. That's all I can say. Beautiful. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Just listen to the last episode. That's all I'll say, listeners. Uh, okay. Well, that's interesting stuff, Jem. Interesting views. Uh, I've, I've got a lot to say about this game. But, Tez, have you got any um, thoughts on this game you'd like to share with the listeners? Well, me and Jem do talk on regular occasions about how you like the plane. And, uh, listeners, I would say that Jem is not fake. What he says on here, he says in real life. Um, I think... Um, uh, I do try to placate him a little bit, uh, a bit more of a balanced view, but I have no, I have no, um, no success in that, I'm afraid, as you can all tell. But um, I think I would agree that we've got a really good system of uh, four at the back, nobody in the middle, and six up front. <laughs> and the way Spurs cut through us, it was potentially scary like it was against Man City. So um, I, I do agree with Jem on this occasion. I thought it was... Ronaldo is, is a god. I think he's number one in the um, FIFA football rankings. Is that right, Jim? That is uh, correct. The video, the, the video game. <laughs> uh, uh, oh, I don't know, actually. Uh, maybe, maybe I'll have to double-check that one. Maybe Messi's okay. just tipped him, but okay. we'll see. But um, I think we did we did miss Scott because he gives us an extra attacker. Mm. Um, and Bruno, I think he was... Um, I didn't think we really missed him that much. If I'm going to be completely honest, no, I don't think I don't think Bruno and Ronaldo Ronaldo can play together. I think the, statisti- the statisticians, if you can say that, um, agree with me. And um, Bruno's going to find it hard to get in the team. I believe. I think matters ahead of him at the moment. Well, wow, well, that is very controversial. Uh, you know, I love Bruno, Des, but I agree. I think we didn't miss him in that game. I just want to get your thoughts on um, another player that started. Uh, he was my most frustrating person last week. Um, it was Sir Dr. Marcus Rashford, PhD, MBE, <laughs> or MEB, I should call him now. Uh, fellow MBE, uh, Tez. What are your thoughts on, um, on Trashford at the minute? Sorry, Rashford. I think he's been very, very, very inconsistent this season. Uh, almost poor. I think he's just been obvious that he doesn't want to play on the right-hand side. And I think when he gets his chance on the left, when Sancho gives him that little bit of a break, he doesn't take those, he doesn't take those opportunities. So I think from, a, from a, a coach's point of view, I can understand why Ralph will either play for a little bit and then bring him off. Um, and yes, I think he's been a very, very big underperformer this year. 
Glad you're on board. And Dave, I'm sure you've got uh, a lot to say about this as a as a big Man United fan from uh, from the from the weekend. Jem, you know I've called before for teams to be made MBEs or even MEBs for teams to be knighted. Make them all lords, Jem. Make them all lords. The whole lot of them. What a fantastic victory it was. It, um, first of all, there was a miracle before the game. Ronaldo's hip cleared up, so he was able to play. Thank, thank goodness for that. Well, well, Dave, just on that, you know when you do have hip operations, mm. they like you to get walking around the day after, because going, yeah. going back to my 90-year-old auntie, yeah. they got her up straight away, so you know, I think yeah. you can make quite a, quick, quite a quick recovery from that. Okay, well that that does make sense. So it was great. It was great to have him back, um, and he was our best player, wasn't he? He was superb. He was absolutely brilliant. I've never doubted him. I think he brings a good balance to the team. I've always <laughs> said that. It was great to see, um, and you know, I think Spurs. Just to say something about Spurs, uh, they lost to Borough, didn't they? They lost to Burnley. They mm-hmm. lose to all the they lose to all the small clubs, don't they? Borough, Burnley, now Man United, all the small clubs. <laughs> Great to see. Great to see that upset. Really lovely to see. I think, um, you know, the Tom Brady comment, Jem, I think he was watching that and thinking, well, if this lot can do it, I can definitely do it. That's what I was thinking. I think he's, he's decided to come back. And uh, apparently, he's going to lead Timbers. The rumour. <laughs> he's going to be the... Uh, the quarterback there in the middle of the park directing play. So that's good to see as well. So, yeah, I'm very, very happy with this, Jem. Uh, there were some dodgy, you know, dodgy decisions. The teller's handball. Was it a handball? Wasn't it a handball? You know, um, what do we think about VAR and all of that kind of stuff? Well, you know, we, we took that, didn't we? We took that on the chin and we still went and won. So I'm, I mean, just on that point, Dave, I go back to my point earlier on in the season, you know, when Reese James handled the ball against Liverpool. Yeah. If he's got his eyes closed and it hits his hands, how can it be handball? You know, he doesn't know. So just like to pick up on that yeah. point. No, good point. Good point, Jim. I think um, the other thing I'll say is I, I did praise or defend Maguire last week, didn't I? Yeah. I defended him last week. A bit of defend the indefensible, and I tried my best to defend him. And I'm going to back that up this week, Jem, because Maguire is a visionary. He is a visionary. He is bringing innovation to football, Jem and Tez. He's bringing innovation to football. He's now invented two new things in football. The false five, great to see, the false five, and the no-look defending. It's, uh, it's great to see. And, uh, you know, he actually did did okay this game, but I think those innovations are going to carry on till the end of the season. So it's really good to see. It was almost almost Ronaldinho esque, wasn't it? It was. It was almost Ronaldinho esque. Yeah. You know what? I'm going to just say something about him now. Okay, he he is all over the place. He's a calamity. But <laughs> I'll tell you what was beautiful to see when Christian Romero screamed in his face after he'd scored the own goal. Yeah, and then ten minutes later, Ronaldo jumps off Romero, heads the ball, and Romero stood there with an egg on his face. That was fantastic to see. So, you know, don't attack our players, Christian Romero, even if it is Maguire, because we will defend him if you're going to go for him. So, that was that was a beautiful moment for for me anyway as a Man United fan. 
I've got to say that was um, that was really nice to see. I really did enjoy that moment where uh, payback happens. So, you know, as a Man U fan, it was just great to see. Just great to see Spurs fail again. Um, and I got our friend Steve, who's a Spurs fan, who's recent uh, new addition to listening to this podcast. He sent me a little review of the match. Um, I can't read all of them out, but he did a review of every player. Um, and I'll read a few of them out, if that's OK. Yeah, yeah. Um, he said, Kane tried his best, but move on, mate. <laughs> Son, sell him. <laughs> Bloke with, the, with just the left foot from Juve, rubbish. The other player from Juve doesn't pass more than a yard. Holberg, too many tattoos for a 30-year-old, grow up. Dyer, keep him in the stands with his brother. Yeah, good one. Um, Romero, awful, get rid. Uh, some of these I can't read out, actually. <laughs> <laughs> um, Bergfrein, two good minutes against Leicester, but that's not getting a BAFTA, is it? Uh, uh, Winks should be on the bench on a Sunday morning. So, you know... Really, really good analysis from a Spurs supporting mate. Um, really incisive stuff, and I think he summed it up pretty well. Yeah, I agree. I think it was the most Spursy result they could have had. <laughs> so, uh, well done, Spurs. Uh, and, and and you know what, Dave? It's it's refreshing to hear you join myself and Tez as a Man United fan. Um, oh yeah, well, I think I was a big Man United fan. It made my weekend. It made my weekend. And someone described this match as the resistible force meets the movable object. <laughs> and I think that was probably about right with the three two. So yeah. good good to watch. Good good entertainment. Good family entertainment. Yeah. So okay, I think that's that game covered. Um unless there's anything else anyone would like to add. But if not, nope. then I guess we can go over to the other United, Dave. Your first team, well, if, if if you could resist, you know, joining Man United after, after that performance, um, you could call West Ham your second team, but <laughs> West Ham, Aston Villa, right? Is that, is that what it well, is? Well, I'm going to do, there's two games here, Jem. I'm oh, going to yes. do, going to go back to the Sevilla game. There's, yep. two, there's two Villa games, the, the Sevilla and then the Villa, <laughs> the Sevilla and then the Villa. So we had a midweek game, Jem, uh, the European game, the first leg against Sevilla yep. in Seville. Uh, and actually, Jem, I know I predicted, I think, a three or four nil defeat and we'd be out of the tie and the second leg would be um, not worth going to, even though I've got loads of tickets to go with, with family to this. Uh, we actually came out with, a, if you can have a creditable one nil defeat, a creditable one nil defeat, Jem. Uh, but I've got some frustrating players. Um, okay. There's not my most frustrating because I'm going to save that for later. But um, really, Vlasic, clean header from six yards out and he hits it straight at the keeper in the first half. That would have uh, made it 1-0 to us. And then Lanzini also had a had a miss where he, it would have been easier to score. And so... Um, it sounds like frustrating. deja vu. 
Yeah. Missing chances in the big games. Missing chances in the big games. But we kept it to 1-0. Uh, terrible, terrible defending from a corner. Terrible defending. Left the man at the far post. But a good finish from him. Fair play to him. Uh, but we, overall, Gem, very happy with the result. Very happy. How? Who would have thought I'd be saying I'm happy with a 1-0 defeat? But I am. Because it means we can go along on, on Thursday this week in hope. In hope of yep. turning this tie around. Yep. So, looking forward to that. I'm going with uh, both my daughter, Josie, and my son, Charlie. Uh, Josie's going to be up in London, so we don't need to worry about her, Gem. She's going to make her own way to the ground. Okay. Charlie, if you're listening, which I know you will be, um, I'll pick you up at about half past five. So, if that's all right, then record your own podcast and just let me know that's okay. Uh, that's how we communicate, Gem, my family, through podcasts, as you know. So once a week, once a week, Dave. Once a week, yeah. That's, <laughs> that's enough contact with them all. Uh, so that's the arrangements. So looking forward to that. And unless you've got anything to add to the Sevilla game, Gem, I'll move on to, or Tez, I'll move on to the Villa game. I just wanted to pick up on, you know, the West Ham fans. Uh, oh. Videos circulating the night before the game. Um, I mean, th- th- this isn't very good from UEFA, but you know, West Ham get back in Europe and they just can't behave themselves, can they? Um, they found themselves out in Seville scrapping with Frankfurt fans, believe it or not. Uh, you think, oh, how's that happened? But because UEFA are so clever, they decided to put Real Betis versus Frankfurt on the Wednesday night. Uh, yeah. and then that ended, that meant basically that four. Lots of football fans were in the city uh, for for two games over two nights. So, West Ham fans and Frankfurt fans having a scrap outside a bar. And and to be fair, from what I've seen, Dave, it looked like the Frankfurt fans um, started it. But I just want to blame West Ham fans anyway because we've we've seen them throwing water coolers into the stands, (laughs) chairs, uh, tables... I just wanted to mention that, and let's hope that your behaviour, your behaviour, Dave, is better for the home leg. <laughs> I can't guarantee that, Jim. But the, you know, the water cooler thing—I'm sure that was the Vienna fans started that. How they got a water cooler into the ground, we still don't know. Um, but the, you know, the the Frankfurt fans—they came along and started throwing bottles at the West Ham fans who were quietly sitting at the bar, as far as I can tell. And then the West Ham fans decided to give those bottles back. So. You know, I, I think that was, I think that was just a, an act of, you know, helpfulness really of trying to give. I don't condone violence, Jem, but uh, I think you've got to look at that for what it was. Um, you know, we were just defending ourselves. So, but, but you also just trying to get your ten p back on the bottle as well, Dave. Possibly. Yeah. Possibly, just get take that down the off license and get the. It's getting uh, expensive out in Europe these days, isn't it? Get the deposit back. Yeah, it is. It is. That's possibly part of it. So yeah, that was that game. Um, anyway, Jem, on to on to the game of the week. Uh, well, the second game of the week because you know my first team, Man United, really did me proud. But my second team, West Ham, uh, home to Villa. I went with my friend Kevin. Went to this game. And I've got to say, Jem, what a result. What a result. Because Villa, Villa, what a frustrating team. What a frustrating team they are. Now, I'm going, to, I'm going to talk about something here that hasn't been talked about, Jem. Serious point. Villa okay. are, are, um, uh, they are practicing gamesmanship on an industrial scale. 
right? So you know you've got the head injury protocol. So if a player goes down with a head injury, yep. right, then the ref has to stop the game. So first few minutes, we get a corner. Corner comes in. Villa player goes up with one of our players. The ball breaks um, outside the box. The Villa player goes down holding his head. Referee stops the game, right? So then Villa player gets up without the physio needing to come on, so he stays on the pitch. The game then restarts with a drop ball back near the halfway line. Sting's been taken out of the attack. Mm. A few minutes later, West Ham crossed the ball into the box. Villa player goes up for a challenge, goes down holding his head. Same thing happens. This happened between six and eight times in the game, Shem. Now, that's more than a coincidence. Hello. 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 This is Stephen Gerrard calling <laughs> to refute these claims. Uh, so, Jem, it's, it's gamesmanship of the highest order. It is, they are, you know, we talked about, was it Southampton who are between the 60th and 70th minute, one of their players goes down so that all the players can refuel for their, yes. high, for their, for their high pressing game. Yep. Similar sort of thing here. It's let's use the head injury protocol to break up the game. It hasn't been talked about. Um, I saw a heat map for the physio. He was the busiest person on that pitch in that game. And so <laughs> for the Villa physio and so for beating them, Jem, what a sweet moment. What yeah. a sweet moment. And I've got to say the sweetest moment was when Yarmolenko, who, Jem, I'm, I've always been fully behind, as you know. Yarmolenko stabbed that ball home. What yeah. an emotional moment for football, for the world. Yeah. Uh, and that was, a, that was a, a joyous moment for everybody. And, uh, yeah, I hope that message goes all the way to Putin in Russia to show that we are defiant, Jem that we're not going to be stopped. Um, no, it was a beautiful moment. Um, absolutely beautiful. And tears in his eyes, tears in my eyes as well. Um, brilliant. So, and, on, and also another point on, on that as well, Dave, the guy who set him up, uh, you know, two Ben Rama assists. The question is, Dave, is he still in your fantasy team? <laughs> he, got, he got chucked out long ago, <laughs> He is rubbish. I mean... Yes, he, he two assists, but the rest of his game was woeful. Um, so yeah, in, in a bit of work needed with Ben Rama with his confidence, needs an arm around him. Uh, mm. Tez as, as a coach, an international top international coach of a top international team that we don't like to talk about, uh, he will know all about that, all about how to get the best out of, out of your players. Uh, but you know, Jem, the other thing is we nullified Coutinho. We nullified Coutinho, and he was fresh off the back of a shutout against Leeds, <laughs> a 3-0 shutout. Um, I'm not sure where this game was played because it was Leeds, nil, um, Aston Villa, three, was it? So mm. was that, according to the American <laughs> format, I think that was at Aston Villa, but I think the game, for some reason, was played at Leeds, so I don't really understand that, um, at, at the Leeds Timbers. Um, a shutout, Coutinho was pulling all the strings at quarterback um, and... Callum Chambers, I don't know if you saw, got an extra point conversion in that game. <laughs> um, Jesse March was not happy. But then we nullified, we nullified Villa and that was very, very sweet. So, but that's my, my, my most frustrating people, Jim, are the Aston Villa team. Okay. Okay. So straight to it. There we are. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's a couple of midfielders, Tez, that I want to uh, just pick up on from that game. 
Uh, I want to get your thoughts on Declan Rice and Jacob Ramsey. I thought they were standout performance. Two young English players. Uh, you know, we talk about Man United's middle. They could be the solution, couldn't they? <laughs> uh, Declan Rice, definitely, because I think he's proven it now for oh, at least six or seven games. So he's done quite well. Um, Ramsey, I'm not too, not too sure on. I've seen him a few times, but I've not really uh, paid that much attention to him. Um, I do think it was a very good result for West Ham. It grieves me to say it. Uh, I think Villa were probably the form team out of the two. And so well done to um, West Ham. Um, but Jacob Ramsey, yeah, could be a potential player in the future. But Declan Rice for me, he, I think he just needs to go to a, a bigger and better club. So, um, I agree. So, completely agree. Chelsea, well, Chelsea will be after him, I think. Oh, they, can't, they can't afford him, can they? Chelsea, Chelsea can't afford him, and you're not having him. You, you and Chelsea can fight over his um, his German cousin, Muller Rice. Um, uh, apparently, he buy, buy Munich. Yeah, yeah I think so. Yeah. He, he's good at fruit corners, so you can oh, have him. God. <laughs> you know that's so, not really good. Not really good. I'll give you that. Someone gave me that today, so <laughs> I thought I'd use that. I'm trying not to laugh, Jim. <laughs> Um, so, and, and as for Chelsea, while we're on the subject, Jem, I, I've just got to, we've just got to make some comment on Chelsea. So, you know, as people will have known, there, there's an embargo on Chelsea making any money. There, there's sanctions on Chelsea. They cannot um, sell tickets. There is um, a ban on the megastore. Mm. And there's a 20K, 20K limit on away trips. So there might be a ban on the mega store, but they're now all getting on the mega bus, which is good to see. And, Jem, you know, we've been looking for a name for Stamford Bridge and it's come to us. The government have presented it to us. Banford Bridge. Banford. <laughs> Everything's banned. Roman, a ban on it. We'll have to work on that one. <laughs> but, you know, that, that's the right thing, isn't it? Isn't it, Jem? That uh, there's a ban on everything Chelsea and uh, it's good to see. It's good to see they're going to have to get all their all their um, loan loanees back because their players are out of uh, contract. And actually, you know, with this ban, Chelsea they're going to be trophyless. They're going to have no discernible transfer policy. And what Spurs fans are asking is, when did the government impose sanctions on them because they're following the same pattern? So it's just I think, interesting. I think Chelsea see. are going to go for the Man United uh, director of football, aren't they? Because They've done a really good job in the um, in the transfer market, so spending a hell of a lot of money on average players. So yeah, yeah, they'll all be in blue next year. <laughs> yeah, take them, <laughs> please take them, <laughs> please Chelsea. And just on Chelsea as well, actually, mm. it's just just occurred to me. Um, we should be going back. We should be going back through the FA Cup fixtures and you know allowing the team that actually deserve to go through uh, a chance. So. You know, I'd like to go back to the 7th of January, uh, third round of the FA Cup, Chester, well, Chelsea at home to the massive Chesterfield Football Club, uh, where, you know, Chesterfield took 6,000 fans and outsang the Chelsea fans all game. Um, and I just want to say, I don't care if it was 5-1, Chelsea. It's an abomination that they are through. Uh, we should be going back. Chesterfield should be playing Middlesbrough in the next round of the FA Cup. Uh, disgusting. 
Well, that's a good point, Jem. And if, if Chelsea's results are removed from the records, then maybe those games will have to be replayed. Um, Chesterfield would advance to play whoever Chelsea played and those games will have to be replayed. So maybe Chesterfield, there is a road to Wembley for Chesterfield. Yeah, which could, could be good. Otherwise, we've got to follow Chelsea against Middlesbrough, haven't we? And by the way, I mean, this whole business about, did you hear today Chelsea are now saying that, or have been saying that, the game against Middlesbrough should be played behind closed doors because it's not it's not sportingly fair for Middlesbrough to have um, the advantage of a crowd. Uh, and how I mean, rich, the Vossa plot. Yeah, how rich is that? How rich is that? Unbelievable. Um, and that's what you're getting with Chelsea at the moment. Uh, a lot of sour grapes. You know, the thing about Roman Abanonitz... Um, Four weeks ago, it was okay for him to be an owner, right? Suddenly, yep. it's not. What's changed? What has changed? Okay, a war in Russia has changed, but what's materially changed about the facts around Abramovich? Suddenly, he's now not a fit and proper owner. Four weeks ago, he was. So, you know, we can go back and look at this. 20 years ago, he wasn't. I think expunge all Chelsea records over the last 20 years from the record books. Agreed. Uh, so we may, need to, we may need to replay the last 20 years. That could have profound implications for both our teams. Well, I think it's a great... Will, yeah, we do won the FA Cup a couple more times, don't we? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think it's a great idea. And I think there's a couple of seasons where we'd have come 12th instead of 13th. So it'd be excellent for us as well. <laughs> more money. Yeah. <laughs> so that's my, that's my team. That's really good. Um, I think... I think... You know, let's let's power through the next bit. I think um, we should probably cover my second teams for last week. So I'm sure, Tez, I, th- I think you know, I'm, I'm going to guess that your uh, your second team who is whoever is playing against Liverpool, really. So maybe you can uh, add a few comments to this one. But uh, if that's all right with you, Dave, yeah, yeah, you're all right with me yeah. to power yeah. through these. Yeah, please. So we have the Champions League. The Champions League's all over the place. We've got fixtures, you know, one week, no fixtures the next. So um, if we can remember about a week back, I was an Inter Milan fan. Um, they were yep. coming to a field in Liverpool, a sloping field in Liverpool, yep. uh, to face Liverpool, obviously. Yep. And, you know, they were 2 0 down after a, a not, not a bad performance in the first leg in Inter or in Milan, sorry. Um, and it was a brilliant performance, Dave. Um, yeah, Inter Milan one nil. You know we didn't quite get through to the next round. However, we won. We finished the stupid record of Liverpool haven't lost at home since Van Dijk started a game. Shut up! It's on. It's done now. Okay, I'll tell you why that's done. It's because Laturo Martinez, who should be signing for Man U in the summer because he's so good, uh, scored a goal because Virgil Van Dijk couldn't be bothered to close him down. Okay, that's that's what it says to me about Virgil Van Dijk. I've, I've mentioned this before. I think it was against Palace. He doesn't defend. He just stands in a position and covers space. He doesn't mark a player. He covers space. And I tell you what, Virgil Van Dijk, you have been done. You have been done to an absolute wonder strike. Okay, <laughs> that is in Champions League history. We will never ever forget that. So that's what I've got to say to him, Martinez. I was bigging him up before the game. What a player! And I tell you what, Fabinho, he's the other guy that. Ruined the night for us, us Inter fans. <laughs> cheat. Absolute cheat. Ex-Manchester United, Alexis Sanchez, he was out out for a goal. 
And just as they're about to go 2 0 up, Fabinho cheats, dives. Disgusting. Yep. Absolutely disgusting. Never a red card. Um, just, just pathetic, in my opinion. Uh, I don't know if any of you guys have got anything to add to that, but I feel I feel robbed. But I'm also proud of my guys, especially Vidal at the end. That block on the line. That is what football's all about. Well, I think I agree with you, Jim. Inter Milan were superior in both legs, and Liverpool just got two very, very lucky goals as usual. Yep. I think um, you know they're very good on the counter attack, but. The ball just seems to drop their way. The referees are going their way. The, who are those people on the sidelines? The linesmen? They, they linesmen. Always on the, and VAR, they VAR love Liverpool. You know, it should be really LIV, really. It shouldn't be called VAR. So, um, <laughs> every, everything about Liverpool, the, the world loved them, except for us fans who have to put up with those decisions that Liverpool don't get. So I'm I'm very frustrated by Liverpool, but I thought Inter Milan were the best Milan team. They're better than the other two the other team, Man City Milan. So yes, I'm very proud of that blue and blue and black. Okay. Yep. And you, and you know what? This is how much I support them. I've actually booked a little city break to Milan um for for a couple of months' time. So that is how much I am proud of my team for that one 0 win at field. Uh, and I will be going to the San Siro to hold a flag up to say, you know, <laughs> I am your biggest fan. And Tez, if you fancy joining me, you're more than welcome. Um, no, I think we should meet up with Alexis Sanchez as well to thank him for what a great performance he made on last week. Um, I think that just shows what he never did at Man United. He got in there, got stuck in, and won the ball. And yep. like you say, Fabinho, you know, you blow, you blow anywhere near him, you blow your nose, he falls down. So. Um, no, terrible, terrible, terrible. All I'll say is the, the German Gary Monk on the sidelines there was found out. It was, it was a tactical masterclass from Inter. So Excellent. I'll never get over that. The German Gary Monk. I love that one. That's one of my favourites. Um, yeah, well, let, let's, you know, it's a win in the end. It's a W, a big fat W it in is. the end um, for Inter. So I thought this is a great start to the week. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, I'm going to be supporting the Seagulls. In the second game, so Brighton were my second team again for the weekend. So, so for the weekend that was just gone, um, you know, I, I was hoping that they'd brighten up my week. Definitely, uh, <laughs> I can tell you that they were seaweed for this game. Seaweed and not seagulls. Mm. Um, I mean, I, you know what? I'm absolutely disgusted in them because they give it this big and that they play this free-flowing football and Graham Potter's the next England manager is the new Southgate and all this. Pathetic. That was a pathetic performance. A pathetic football club. Okay, That keeper is a liability. He's done this week in, week out. I can't stand the guy. Okay, Sanchez, his name. Yeah, He should have been sent off. Let's be honest. He should have been sent off. It was disgusting. He's kung fu kicking uh, Luis Diaz as he goes through and scores the goal. Goal and if I was against Man United, I'd say red card. So I've got to, I've got to, you know, I've got to say my second team's goalkeeper was abysmal for that. Um, you know what? We went up the other end and we nearly scored. Neil Milpe, a big, a, a big friend of ours. Yeah, 
Um, but I, I'm going to rename him. I'm rebrand him to Neil No Pay. <laughs> None of them deserve a wage after that game. <laughs> Disgusting. So Neil No Pay uh, is his new name, and there was no magic from from the Potter family uh, this week. So not happy with them. Uh, like I said, seaweed, absolute seaweed. Well, Jem, the it, they started off promisingly by wearing the yellow and blue kit in support of Ukraine. And that is where it ended, Jem. That is where it ended. Yes, a debatable um, potential red card uh, on Diaz from Sanchez. I mean, all he did, Jem, he just completely took him out around chest height, didn't he? Um, so VAR, you know, I know they struggle with these decisions, but uh, for some reason they didn't send him off. And... Apart, and there was also the Allison. Did he carry the ball out of the area mm. incident and the Basuma handball? You know, VAR pot- potentially getting these decisions right or wrong, depending on your viewpoint. But Brighton, what a terrible, terrible team! You know, we've sung their praises before, sung the praises of of uh, Potter, the, the magic man, and this was just a, a weak performance, Gem, from a weak team yep. who didn't deserve to win. They let us down badly against Liverpool. Um, I was also I was watching the game. I was also following them, also willing them on, and uh, very very disappointed with Brighton. I, I just don't like them. Don't like them as a team. Just think they're they're just not not a great team. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, our, our, our opinions have changed. Like you said, you know, we were big fans of them, but can't stand them now. No, to be honest, no, so, really can't stand them. Um, let's let's hope that let's hope that they're punished for the remainder of the season <laughs> yep. for their abysmal performance against Liverpool. Yeah, uh, Tez, I know, I know you, you're a big admirer of Yves Basuma. Um, yes, he didn't cover himself in glory this weekend, did he? No, he didn't. Uh, but, you know, what, what do you think to Brighton um, in general? What, what do you think? Uh, well, I, I, I think I think they're missing their two best players. It was Ben White and um, who was the left back? I can't remember his name now. He's gone to Newcastle. Oh, Dan Byrne. Yeah, you know they. Had, yep. They could play the sexy football, but they could also look the ball up and he would be there. He was mm. the best left back in the league, I thought. Um, mm. But now, I think they've lost those players. I think they look a very small team. Um, they've got no bite about them in my mind. They can play for 20 minutes and then they lose the game. So, yep. I'm very disappointed. And I do like Potter. I think he's a, magi- he's a magician. <laughs> but at the moment... Um, <laughs> He's lost, he's lost it all. I, I just want to give a shout out to Adam Milana as well. Um, absolutely fantastic from him. Uh, it's, it's, basically, all I'm going to say is it's time for his retirement. It's time for a retirement home for him. Um, <laughs> he comes on for two minutes, pulls his hamstring. Well done, Adam. <laughs> absolutely fantastic. Against your former club. That's your input, is it, to the game? He came on for a round of applause from the away fans, did you, Adam? Well done. Congratulations <laughs> to you, mate. I think the Liverpool physio was actually in the dressing room with him, wasn't he, afterwards? Uh, shambles of a team. Absolute shambles of a team. So, yeah, that's that game. That, that is my second teams mm. uh, from, from, from last week. So, yes, hopefully I've ploughed through them, but I don't know how long that took. But um, where do we go now? Go where to, do we go? We could go to our second teams for this coming week. Yes. Yes. Do you want you want to go, Dave? I will. So, 
Obviously, I'm following whoever Spurs are playing. Let me just look up who that is. Uh, all right, it's Brighton. <laughs> so, do you know what, Jem? The Seagulls, what a team. What a team they've got. Uh, do you know, I love them. The, the, Neil Mope, he's much misunderstood, Jem, but the way he shushes the away fans when he scores, love that. <laughs> Uh, and also, what a great defence they've got. I mean, yes, they got rid of Dan Byrne and uh, Ben White, but they didn't need them, Jem. They've got a superb defence. Very, very unlucky against Liverpool. I don't know if you saw the game. Uh, very, very unlucky. Dodgy VAR decisions all over the place. Uh, the keeper shouldn't have even been booked for that challenge. I mean, it was just a fair challenge on Diaz. don't know what was going on there. And, uh, yeah, Brighton, I think... Uh, they're going to do a job against Spurs, aren't they? They're going to do a job. I'm really looking forward to this game, Jem. Uh, Brighton, big fan of Brighton. Basuma, he's a great player. Great player. Very unlucky with his handball. Never a handball. And uh, really looking forward to supporting Brighton. And you know what? They wear this sort of yellow and blue kit in support of Ukraine. And that's, that just says it all about them, doesn't it? What a great manager. Everything about them. Love them, Jem. Love Brighton. <laughs> well, I mean, what are your thoughts on that, Taz? I 100% agree with Dave. <laughs> um, I just hope they wear that lovely blue and yellow kit again. Yeah. Um, I did think it brought the eyes out of the Sanchez. Sanchez so, yeah. Um, I really do think that they could do a real number on Spurs. And um, yeah, yeah, I don't I don't like Spurs. I don't like Conte. Yeah. Um, oh, brilliant. And, you know, I just can't wait for that. That big three points for Brighton, I think, you know, they do need it at the moment to just build that confidence again. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Oh, you can come on this podcast again, Tez. (laughs) A fellow Spurs, um, what's the word? Haters, too strong a word. No, it's not too strong a word. (laughs) (laughs) We don't like Spurs very much. So, yeah, okay, well, that's great. Um, So that's my second team. Um, Who's Have we done your second team for this coming... No, so our second team, Tez, uh, well, we've got a bit of a dilemma in. Um, we're supporting Bottomnall or Arsenal. Uh, and Arsenal will play Liverpool. This, this is a tricky one because if Liverpool win this game, they will go one point behind City for the league. And we do not want Liverpool to win the league. We don't want City to win the league. But if we had to choose, we'd probably pick City. I don't know. Would you, would you agree? I agree, I, I agree Jim. Um, however, if Arsenal win, that puts them four points clear of United with another two games in hand. What are our thoughts on this, Tez? I actually cannot stand Arsenal. <laughs> Never have. I thought in the mid-90s when they had Vieira and um, Petit and all those, and Henri and all that, the French national team, I thought they were um, a good team to watch, but they just weren't quite good enough. As, you know, they, I mean, they won the league, what, two or three times, I think, over that period of time. Um, and Arteta, I'm not a violent man, but I could just punch him in the face. <laughs> Because I just don't like the look. Of, I just don't like the look of him. <laughs> Our Spanish um, action man. Spanish action man, yeah, after man. You know what I mean? It's like um, 
just, I just don't, I just don't like it, and I don't like the way he talks. He's got a funny buddy accent. Uh, he's got these eyes that I just don't like. He's just, just no, not at all. Um, international. Yeah. I was just going to say international coach Paul Shaw or MBE talking there, people. <laughs> yeah, and it, it's. I think a draw would probably be the best result because I think that keeps us in keeps us in the hunt for it. But um, no, I like some of the players that Arsenal have got, but no, just because it's Arteta, I just don't want it. I don't, don't want anything to do with him. So well, Arteta is just a cover teacher, isn't he, Dave? Yeah, he's just a cover teacher. And I'll tell you something else about Arteta that went unnoticed the other week. Right? And we meant to bring this up because we really got to start getting on Arsenal's case. Uh, there was a goal. Who were they playing? Was it um, Leicester? No. Leicester, maybe. Oh, no. Or it was Leicester or maybe Burnley. I can't remember. But they were. The, the ball went out for a throw in, and Arteta ran halfway down the touchline out of his technical area to catch the ball. <laughs> Throw it to the Arsenal player who took a quick throw in and Arsenal scored from it. Mm. So Arteta essentially got an assist to the assist. And frankly, he should be banned. I mean, the goal should have been disallowed. He should have been sent off and given a maybe a 10-match ban for that. Uh, he is... I don't like him. I don't like the way he's organising Arsenal. Uh, I don't like um, the way he goes about things, Jem. Uh, I'm, with, I'm with you, Tez, on this. Uh, cannot stand Arsenal and the one thing I will say though I'm not sure we need to be worrying about Arsenal because our two teams as I said last week we're fighting for seventh place so we need to be focusing on the likes of Wolves Tottenham uh, and ourselves but uh, you know you can live in hope you can live in hope but um, I do want to see Arsenal pegged back I do want to see them see them pegged back but the dilemma we've got they're playing Liverpool so what do we do, Jim? Well, I've been thinking about this as you guys have been talking. And I would love nothing more than an Arsenal win. <laughs> I would rather see Liverpool get top uh, sorry, Arsenal get top four than Liverpool win the league. Have it, yeah. Arsenal. If 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 this means if this means if Arsenal have to win this and No, what am I saying? I don't know. I don't know what I want. I don't know. I don't want Liverpool to win the league. I don't want Arsenal to get top four. So maybe I'll have to sit on the fence with Tez and ask for a, a nil-nil. Yeah, a draw. I think a draw with some kind of controversy, which means points deduction. Maybe that's the way to look at it. All, um, all nine players left on each team. Yeah. So they <laughs> get banned for it, you know, six yeah. games or whatever. You know? Yeah. We need a Cantona-esque... Um, Incident really, don't we? Multiple sendings off. Yeah, multiple sendings off where the game then has to be abandoned because there are not enough players to fulfil the fixture. Well, it's funny you should say that because, you know, I I could see a mass brawl occurring here because if if we can go back to, I think, maybe last season, Arteta and Klopp. Oh, yeah. Bit of of a scrap on the touchline. So, our Spanish action man versus the German Gary Monk. Uh, (laughs) That should be interesting to see. (laughs) And that's coming up this week, isn't it? That game. It's midweek game. It uh, is. Tomorrow, tomorrow night, I think. We're recording this on Tuesday and it's tomorrow night. So that's, uh, we're looking forward to that one yep. with anticipation. We are, we are, what we're wanting, to just be clear, we're, we're wanting no goals, a mass brawl, <laughs> multiple sendings <laughs> off, 
and both managers getting involved with each other and probably both of them getting sent to the stands and banned for long periods. So yep. we don't want much. Just a nice, simple game. That would be perfect. Well, I think we can guarantee that, you know, Jacques will be one of those players. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. So, okay, that's our second teams dealt with. Um, what about our... Have we done our first teams next matches? No. So, let's go to our first teams next matches because, as we know, it is European match week coming up. Mm. And yep. these Premier League fixtures that we've just spoken about will be coming up. Um, will be coming up in the same midweek uh, fixtures. Yeah. So we will do a European episode before the next round of Premier League fixtures at the weekend. So yep. let's cover the European games. So Dave, second leg, like you mentioned. Oh, you've already mentioned it actually. <laughs> I have mentioned. Well, I mentioned it just in terms of the arrangements to get there. Yes, um, yes, you have. I haven't mentioned what I think will happen. I don't know why I bigged it up like that. <laughs> so what do I think will happen, Jem? Well, you know, we're 1-0 down, Jem. We're at home. And I think, uh, you know, it's interesting, the Villa game, Jem, because we were, we were struggling in that game. Uh, Villa were, had a lot of possession. And then Antonio got injured and Yarmolenko came on. And very shortly after, Cresswell got injured and Fredericks came on. And then I was desperately trying to get a message to my son, Charlie, to say, pile all your money onto Villa <laughs> at this point. And then miraculously, we started playing better. <laughs> now, Fredericks, he can't defend, but he's actually pretty good going forward. So that helped. And Yarmolenko was just playing on raw emotion and that helped. So look, Jem, I'm actually quite hopeful for this game. Um, I think if, if Antonio doesn't get back in time uh, and Yarmolenko plays, that'll be fine. And if uh, Cresswell doesn't get back in time and uh, Fredericks plays, that'll be fine. Because we've got to go for the win, Gem. So it's, it's all out attack. So I can see this game panning out to us being caught on the counter and losing 2-0. <laughs> so Phenol and Aggregate, not too bad. Uh, so that's, that's my prediction for the game, Gem. Uh, but um, yeah. That's that's how it's going to go. You know what? That, that's a real shame because once again you you bigged it up, and I was hoping that you know you predict a big win. And you know I could see something happening, Dave. I could see these bubbles distracting the severe players. Or what what's what's going on with all these bubbles and the huge <laughs> stadium? So you know, you know, I think Tony Mar- Martial can play for Sevilla. Is that right? He's not cup-tied or anything, is he? No. Well, I mean, you say he can play. I mean, I, I dispute that. <laughs> I dispute that statement. He's eligible to play. Whether he can actually play football or not is another question. I think they're, I think they're dropping him off on the way on the way. Back, <laughs> <laughs> oh. Pack, packaging him up and sending him back to Manchester. Oh, you should have said that. You know what's going to happen now. <laughs> <laughs> Martial Patrick. Patrick incoming. <laughs> <laughs> Life comes at you fast, Jim, in this game. It does, Christian Romero. Just, uh... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Okay, so our first team, Taz, and um, I think Dave's secret first team, but we won't push him <laughs> too much on it. We have got a massive second leg uh, against another Spanish team, Atletico Madrid, at Old Trafford. 
Uh, we're coming off the back of a 3-2 win with a Ronaldo hat-trick. It's missed the Champions League back in his competition against the club that he loves to score against. I think he's played 26 games and scored 20 goals against them or something like that. Cristiano Ronaldo against Atletico Madrid. It's written for his... For his, his, his name is going to be written in, in headlights, right? Surely. I really, I really hope that you're right, Jeff. <laughs> and the reason why I say that is because this four-six system that we play, <laughs> um, we'll just leave gaps for Griezmann and whoever else is up front for them mm. um, to exploit. And you know, you know, Harry Maguire might um, score his second goal in a week, um, and we'll, we'll see what happens <laughs> there. But I think now they've got the set piece man doing his getting paid and doing his job right now. It's like two goals in five games, is it something? Something like that, yeah, yeah. You know, so we're on a bit of a roll at the moment. So I can see a really scrappy game with us giving Atletico plenty of chances, Mm. and we'll just get one or two. And um, I'm going to go for Rashford to score the winner. Wow. Okay. Um, I would I would love to share the positivity. Um, however, I think it's written for a Luis Suarez last-minute goal. Uh, and I can see him celebrating in that corner already. I can just see it. I can feel it. Um, <laughs> I, I just know it's going to happen because that's what we are. We are a charity club. Okay. <laughs> you know what? I can't hide my emotions for that long. Um, I won't be blinded by the result of the weekend. I know you won't either, Tez, but I think we... we can we can say that Suarez is probably going to score the winner. You are the optimistic Man United fan. I'll just remind listeners, Jem. Yeah, uh, uh, I mean, I'm lost. I'm a lost United fan at the minute, so. Anything could come out of my mouth at this, at this current moment. So let's hope, you know, Ronaldo's going to return. But I've, I've got my concerns for the game, like, like Tez as well, obviously. Mm. So come on, United. Um, we're, not, we're not long from kickoff now, so um, probably we probably need to uh, power through the rest of this uh, episode. <laughs> is, is that tonight, this game? Is it that is Tuesday tonight. night? Yes, right. 8 o'clock yeah. tonight. Right, I'll be tuning in for that. I, I'm actually very positive about my team, Gem. Off the back of our win against Spurs, I think confidence will be high. I like the 4-6 formation. I think it's very uh, unusual. And uh, it revolutionary, it, even. It, it's a 4-6 formation, Dave. That doesn't press. <laughs> so that's what makes it even more ingenious. <laughs> it really is amazing, isn't it? It is amazing. And um, there's another comment I meant to bring up with the with Maguire. Did you see? Did you hear the El Mahamadi comment about? Yes. Uh, he, uh, he said that Maguire is not fit to be captain of Man United. He doesn't have the level. Did you hear this? Apparently, they played together at Hull or something. Yep, they did. Uh, my, well, I'm just going to jump in, Taz, because my uh, thoughts on this are: you know, you want to attack any United player. Um, then you have to go through us. 
And I'd just like to say Al Mohammadi. I think he's without a club at 30 years old. He must be desperate for a paycheck. So he's going to leak some stories to the press, is he? Well, well done, El Mohammadi. Um, you've embarrassed yourself. You've embarrassed your career. And uh, you're probably going to end up at oh, Boreham Wood. <laughs> also, he's got a point. That's the other thing I'd say. Um, <laughs> on Atletico, Gem, just on this match tonight, I just wonder to what extent you're going to be turning your TV on and off to influence the game, as we discussed last week, the butterfly effect. Mm. So just think about how you can be involved, Gem, in this, how you can make a contribution. Yeah, I've, I've got my tactics ready. <laughs> um, I've got a whiteboard with... <laughs> You know, the exact minute and second that I'll be turning off the TV, turning on the TV. <laughs> so, I don't know, Tez, if you want to join me with this uh, tactic, it's, it's really good. Um, this got us the 1-1 the one, one, one draw in the first got, leg. So Got you the equaliser, didn't it? <laughs> yeah. You turned it on. Got us, got well, us a goal. I must admit, I can't remember what was the last game that I turned off early and I think I turned out to Country Fall or something like that. <laughs> so, I'll, I'll become an avid watcher of that. So, I've recorded that. So if it's going to be not having one seat, then I'll be watching Country Files. So. Yeah, it all helps, says It all helps with the butterfly so, effect. And I'm actually, I'm actually inspired by what Jim does, and I think I'd, I'd like to have that power. <laughs> well, you can. Yep. You can. Okay, so that's the Atletico game. We'll be watching that with keen interest, and we'll be talking about that on an episode we'll do before the weekend. Uh, we'll be reviewing that game. That's excellent. Um, one other game I want to cover briefly, uh, Gem. I just want to review this game uh, before we go on to your most frustrating people of the week. Um, I want to uh, just cover the fit and proper owners derby that occurred <laughs> at the weekend. Yep. Chelsea versus Newcastle. And there was a VAR decision in this game, Gem. Now, we haven't talked about VAR much today, uh, but there was a VAR decision mm. where I think, was it Jacob Murphy got Got his shirt virtually ripped off his back by Chalabar. Yep. And VAR decided not only um, not to... They decided it wasn't a penalty, but they didn't. They decided it didn't even need reviewing. It yep. didn't even need a review. And I just wondered what your thoughts were on that decision. Well, my thoughts are VAR is a disgrace. Mm. That's all I have to say. Tez, any thoughts on it? Did you see this? Uh, you know what? I didn't, unfortunately. No. And... But I, I did hear about it, and um, I'm with Jeff. Yeah, yeah. I'm, yep. I'm, spe- I'm speechless. I'm speechless. Good. Yeah, you can have an opinion without seeing things. This is what we do all the time, Tez. So you can have an opinion just just from hearing a comment. I was, I was watching it on the radio, Dave. <laughs> yeah. Well, what I'm going to say, Jem, to this one is VAR definitely got this decision wrong. They definitely got this decision wrong, and the right decision in my book would have been that VAR should have come out and said both clubs need to be closed down immediately. That would have been the right decision. Uh, they bottled it, Jem. They bottled it. So hopefully this will be reviewed by the uh, Premier League referees and that will be overturned, Jem. Yep. You know, the more, the more Newcastle do well, the more I see that Dave is very anti-Newcastle. So we'll, we'll stay on top of this because I've noticed you're not a big fan of Newcastle, Dave. So... Um, not in their current format with their current owners, Jem. I'm hoping that Amanda Staveley and her crew decide to go and buy Chelsea and then they will. there's talk of them giving Newcastle back to the community 
And I think that will cement Newcastle's rightful place as perennial strugglers. Mm. So that's where they need to, that's where they belong, Jim. Yeah, and we'll have Dan Byrne if that happens. We'll have Dan Byrne. <laughs> <laughs> Is that right, Taz? Dan Byrne, the best left back in the league. Yeah, heard it here. The tallest left back, the biggest left back. Yeah, six foot seven, that guy. Yeah. And he actually has a finger missing. That's a fun fact for you. Wow. Mm. Yeah. Didn't know that. No. So. The middle one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, it... the, that wasn't from the owners, was it? Since he's been up there. <laughs> oh. <laughs> He only right. noticed. He only noticed it was missing when he said goodbye to Graham Potter. <laughs> right. Um, who? Um, what have we got left to do? So, there's a couple of things. Uh, so we've got Tez's most registrating person, yeah. my most registrating person, mm. and we've just got a couple of, I guess, manager watch areas to cover. Yeah. Um, I guess I just want to. Uh, well, let's go into that because this will this will be quick. Um, so obviously, we mentioned um, the Leeds Timbers or yep. the Leeds Lumberjacks, whatever we want to call them. <laughs> uh, Jesse March got his first win uh, in dramatic circumstances. Uh, Elland, the Elland Bowl, should we call it? <laughs> um, obviously, Norwich equalised against them in the ninety-first minute, and I think they went. Leeds went and got the winner, the winning touchdown in the ninety-fourth. So. Um, Jesse Marsh was ec- ecstatic. Um, yep, it Lam- was. Sorry, go on. on. Yeah, no, no, go on. I was just going to say it was an overtime victory for Leeds, <laughs> Gem, for the Leeds Lumberjacks. Um, offensive lineman Bamford played, he was back. And it was who's the guy that got the go ahead score? Gelhard, Gelhard, yeah, young lad. Got the, got the go ahead score in overtime, so really good to see. Yeah, good to see the, the young lads that have been drafted in doing yep. well. So. Uh, I mean, Lampard, I need to talk about him because oh. we, we need to mention him because they are in big trouble. Uh, I said when he came in, he, he's not a manager. Doesn't have the personality for me to be the manager, but I don't know what you guys think, but they are in deep, deep trouble. I think he's going to be gone by the end of this month, the way he's carrying on. Absolutely. I think Big Sam will be, big Sam will be here. <laughs> <laughs> So, absolutely disastrous manager. Yep. What were they thinking? What were they thinking? Well, he, he shouldn't get another job again, in my no. mind. No. He did, no. he did all right with Derby, but lost. Yeah. Where did he get? Chelsea did all right, lost. Yeah. He won one game and lost. Yeah. Flag of the month. Does my head in. Well, going to the opposite end of the spectrum, talking about poor managers, going to very, very good managers. Um. And a, a friend of ours, a listener, Ian. Hello, Ian. Um, this has sort of been prompted by Ian at uh, this point, Dave. Mm. And I am targeting you, Dave, because... Uh, Bring it on. Bring it on. Patrick Vieira. Oh, terrible I mean... manager. <laughs> what a manager. But... <laughs> Agreed, Tess. What a terrible manager. <laughs> I mean, the Monday Night Football was Crystal Palace at home to Man City. And uh, this... You know, Vieira could have given the title to Liverpool. We don't know yet. We'll see at the end of the season. But uh, I won't be happy with Vieira for that. But, I, I, you know, I'll have to let him off because it was a fantastic performance. Uh, at least Chelsea have got Conor Gallagher to go back to them. Um, yeah. On, 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 you know, because of their their problems. At least they'll have Conor Gallagher because he was immense yesterday. Uh, and Patrick Vieira, the way that Crystal Palace are playing football is mesmerising. Uh <laughs> 
I mean, I'm talking about Inter Milan earlier about that 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 style of football that just you just want to get behind and you love it because the players put in 100 percent effort. I mean, Crystal Palace, it's beautiful. I mean, some of the players, you know, they're questionable, but they've just got an amazing mentality, an amazing style of football. And you know what? Sacked by, sacked by September. You know, this this man was was told by Dave. What are you gonna say now, Dave? Listen, that was two points dropped by Palace last night. They couldn't even beat Manchester City. They've beaten them once this season away and they can't even beat them at home. I mean, Conor Gallagher, you talk about him. He could have done better with a cutback uh, to Zahar and then he basically missed his open goal when he intercepts the ball. Awful, awful performance. Awful manager. Awful <laughs> tactics. Terrible team. And, you know... I. He will be gone. He'll be gone by the end of the season, Gem. He, he's no good, Vieira, this whole Vieira ball thing. And look, they're going to get found out at the weekend because they're in the FA Cup. Somehow, they've managed to get to the FA Cup quarterfinals. Don't know how. And they're playing Everton, Gem. Lampard's oh, Everton, God. who are going to take them apart, Gem. Because, you know, Lampard, <laughs> he's a tactical genius. He gets a bad press, but he's a tactical genius. And you watch how he plots. It's going to be easy for him. He's not even going to have to plot. It's going to be easy for him to unpick <laughs> Vieira's rubbish tactics. And I fully expect a very big win for Everton in the FA Cup quarters. Uh, probably 5-0, something like that. Uh, and that's just what Palace deserve. And I think Vieira will be sacked in the morning. <laughs> Tell us anything to say on Vieira. <laughs> no, not really. I think, he, you know, I, I actually disagree with Dave, unfortunately. Um, I think he's done a wonderful job. Oh. I think. Um, what are you watching, you lot? Who's that new right back that they've got there? Immense. The, oh. the next right England right back. Um, so, Conor Gallagher is going to be the next midfield general for England. Mm. Um, and I think, I think um, Saha, if he was English, oh, I think he's English, isn't he? He's changes allegiance. Yeah, 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 so um, he's having the season of his life at the moment. So, um, yeah, all the power to them. Who have they got next? Everton in the cup. Everton in the cup. There you go. I see Everton win 1 0. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Ted. Conor Gallagher, a poor man's Jimmy Bullard. That's all I'm going to say about him. <laughs> and not as funny. No. <laughs> He came off yesterday and he'd run 12 and a half kilometres and goes, oh, my legs ache. Oh, poor you. <laughs> poor you, Conor Gallagher. That's what you're paid for, mate. Run around. <laughs> you know what, so can I just have a bit of a rant here, Dave? And yeah, go Well, corner kicks. Yeah. How is it players cannot beat the first man? Yeah. yeah. Uh, if you've said it before, I apologise, but no. you're talking about running around, you're absolutely right. They... Every day they're doing corners or every yeah. day they're doing mm. running around. They should be able to do these things. That, I'm going to change my frustration for this week. That is it, corner kicks. How can you not beat the first man? Well, I completely agree with you. And if we had Charlie on, my son, he has got some very strong views about this. He believes that a corner kick should be whipped in right under the crossbar, you know, right onto the top of the keeper, get your big, big players all yeah. over the keeper, right? And his view is, if you can't beat the first man, you should be subbed off immediately. If you take a short corner, you should be subbed off immediately. I mean, what are you thinking? You've got a chance well, to load it I, in. Well, now, we, now it's an American game, Dave. They can do that. <laughs> do you know what I mean? You're going to have a corner kick specialist. You're going to have 
front post, yeah. especially. So, well, you know what winds me up even more? If they're about five foot, these bloody people are the front post. Yeah. And we can't even get past that. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, so, you know. Yes. This, is, this is what Jesse Marsh will be bringing. This is the innovation, isn't it? <laughs> like the, the corner kick taker, the special teams. They'll bring, if, the, if somebody can't beat the first man, it'll be hauled off and they'll bring another special team player on to do it. And that's, that's yeah. what it needs. It is, it is appalling. I completely agree. It's so frustrating. It's so frustrating. So, so frustrating. Yeah, really agree. Good one. Very, very good. I think every, every listener will, will concur with that one. Yeah, I know we've got some listeners um, that, that I, well, I, I know how they play football. And uh, this, this is, you know, this is targeting you. Some of you, you'll know who you are, but um, <laughs> I know that some of you, when we play football, you can't beat the first man. So take the advice, go and work on it, and um, we'll, we'll see how you get on. This is where I say I could be a professional footballer, Jen, <laughs> because some of the things professional footballers do, like not beat the first man, I could do that, right? <laughs> why, why don't they pay me to come on and do that? I, I could do just as badly as, as they're doing. Yeah. So, you know, people think, oh, you couldn't be a professional footballer. I definitely could. I could make all these mistakes quite easily. <laughs> yes. So, I think even I could, Dave. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that is saying something. Well, me or you? Well, both of us, really. I've, I've seen you play football, Dave. <laughs> yeah, you have. You have. Uh. Smashed, a, smashed a few windows. So yeah, okay. Well, that's that's brilliant. That is a brilliant frustration. I love that one. Jem, uh, what about yours? Have we done yours? No. So is that your confirmed frustration, Dave? Uh, Tez, is that yours? I, I think so. No, yeah. yeah I think, okay. Yeah. Well, so okay. My, mine will be a team then, and mine will be a team called PSG Paris Saint Germain. Oh. And I'm just sick to death of this football club, this franchise, whatever mm. it is. Um, I've not got much to say, but we all saw what happened last week. Mm. They they were one nil up in the first leg. They got a goal, went two nil up on aggregate at the Bernabeu. You can't let this slip now. They concede three goals in seventeen minutes. They yeah. threw it away once again in the Champions League. And yeah. this past weekend uh, in the league, all the PSG fans have been booing uh, yeah. the team, even though they won three nil. But I mean, it's just a disgrace. What even is that club? Okay, you've got three star players that don't do any work. Uh, they just like to score goals, do a few rainbow flicks, uh, take a few selfies, and fall over. Fall over. Fall over as well, yeah. <laughs> and 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 you know that's what you pay 100, 150 million for. Hmm. It's a disgrace, absolute disgrace. You know, Pochettino is being linked with Man United. <laughs> In my opinion, I do not want him, but. I feel sorry for the guy. I hope I hope he does get to leave because I think he's a better coach than that. I don't think he deserves to be rotting at PSG with mm. with them them owners, them players, uh, and that director of football, uh, Leonardo. I think it is. I I don't like him. He well, talked for years, and what have they done? They've only won the league. Yeah. You know what I mean? And he's still there. Yeah, yeah. The f- the Farmers League, as I think you call it, Jen. <laughs> the Farmers League. So. I mean, yeah, PSG, most frustrating. They, you know, it was class from carrying Benzema for Real Madrid, mm. but you can't, you can't be doing that, even against class teams like that. You've shut him out for 170 minutes. You managed to yeah. just have 10 minutes of madness and, and yeah. lose, lose the tie completely. So, 
Yeah, just just a just a disease of a club. I don't like them. I like the Harlem Globetrotters, aren't they? Just sign all these players who are clever with the ball, but actually can't play football. Yeah. Can't can't play as a team. So yeah, they got what they deserved, Jim. They got what they deserved. Terrible, terrible defending for the third guard. I don't know if anyone saw it, but lit- literally their defender passes it across his box into yep. into um, Benzema's path, and he just first time boots it in for his yeah. hat trick. It was great to see, um, and they got what they deserved. So yeah, good luck to them. Good luck to them. Yeah. So that's I, th- I believe that is everything covered. That's definitely my notes covered. Uh, I don't know if anyone's got anything to add. No, uh, Rooney watch just to say, I think he, yeah, Bournemouth 2-0 defeat, but uh, the comeback is still on. It's the great escape is still on. I think they might be playing tonight, so we'll keep an eye on on Derby. I don't think I've got anything else to say. I've covered all my notes. I think we did well there, people. That was a, a, a lot to cover. Yep, I think it was. Tez, any any closing thoughts from you being part of this um, this episode? Well, I've been very privileged in my life, and <laughs> this is this is up there. <laughs> and I've been being able to be on the same um, table as <laughs> yourself and Jen. Um, and I hope I haven't scared away too many more listeners for you. <laughs> but thank you very much. I've really really enjoyed it. Well, they're, they're all asleep by now. Tez, that's how it works. We go on for so long that they use us to get to sleep, so they won't have heard that bit, but it's very kind of you to say so, and it's been an absolute pleasure and a privilege to have you on board with us this week. Um, Paul Shaw, MEB, it's been <laughs> it's been an honour to have you. Thank you very much. Yep, I, I, I share the same thoughts. Thank you, uh, Paul Shaw, MEB. It's been a pleasure. And, um, you know, Hopefully we'll see you again in the future if you're uh, if we've not scared you off. See you uh, see you on this podcast again. Okay, thank you. All right, so it's it's good night for me. Yep, and it's good night for me. 